0: Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: I received some excellent coaching during the break. Just give me a second to please. I want to do the honor of sending this to a distinguished guest listener because this individual gave me some great coaching during the break, which I, I observed, and they deserve to hear what I did here we go. Here we go. All right. Now, Andy and Brigantine, you have to text me when you listen to the 13 or 14-second audio clip that I recorded during the break. Yes, we we work very hard during each and every break here on the Hurley in the Morning program, and we aim to please. You aim to please. So, Andy, please text me back when you listen to it, and, and then I'll probably – I didn't have a chance to even listen to it. Uh, I'll probably share it over the air and then before I get to this very important story about President Trump uh, we'll, um, we'll just have this ceremony that I promised about this document of how long the coronavirus stays on, on surfaces this was what I sent uh, to Andy and Brigantine Listen Andy Cortman, I'm going to pre-tear my one sheet, taking your coaching and your guidances very seriously. Listen closely. Okay. There you go. Pre-torn. There you go. That's our Nancy Pelosi pre-tear the sheet of paper. It's good for business. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, not only the CDC, but also the New England Journal of Medicine. They put out how long the lifespan of COVID-19, the coronavirus, how long it lasts On various surfaces how long can the new coronavirus live on surfaces this is titled paper and tissues three hours copper four hours I was right about that cardboard 24 hours wood two days cloth two days now there's two there's two uh, asterisks with with wood but there's no legend at the bottom what it means I think it's something to do with At a minimum of 71 degrees and 65% relative humidity. But don't quote me on that. I just, crazily, I remember that. Then there's um, stainless steel, two to three days. Polypropylene plastic, three days. Glass, four days. Paper money, four days. And this is sort of hilarious if it wasn't deadly and if it wasn't serious. Outside of a surgical mask, it lives for seven days remember when they told you don't wear a mask but then they told you wear a mask you could never be this wrong in any job that you have without getting fired so ladies and gentlemen and there's big thing precautions how long the new coronavirus can live on surfaces then the cdc whispers it doesn't really live that long it almost like forget we ever said it how do they get this stuff with the days and the hours then how does that happen get ready I'm in good tearing shape. I've I've torn it many times. Uh, this is now a pile of paper that is about two inches by two inches. And now I will throw it in the trash can. That's it. It's gone. It's gone for good. Get ready for this, because this will also be the subject of great debate, because obviously everything over the next five and a half months is going to be to try to get President Trump out of office. So everything he says and does... Will have to be wrong. Uh, he doesn't wear a mask. It's wrong. If he didn't get tested for coronavirus, uh, it's very reckless, and they would criticize him. You should, the president, you should be getting tested. Then he got tested. Do you think it's fair that you're getting tested and all Americans can't get tested, no matter what he does? Uh, wear a face mask. Why aren't you wearing a face mask? Uh, oh, uh, hydroxychloroquine. That everything is political and Trumpian. Just understand that. And it's going to get worse over the next five and a half months. So the president of the United States has vowed no shutdown. There will be no shutdown of America if we have a second virus wave. Quote, and he did this in Michigan yesterday, where they were just hassling him about, why aren't you wearing a mask? Then he said, well, I wore one in, in an area in the back where they told me I needed to. I'm just not, and I, I knew he was finally going to say it. I'm not letting you take my picture wearing a mask. He finally said it. I was glad he said it. I wish he would do my answer, which is I'm the president of the United States, and I will always exude strength. I am the, the, the face. I am the leader of this country, and I choose not to be seen looking weak in public. I wish he would say it, but he won't. And somebody ought to put it in his ear. It's such a good answer. The president of Michigan said, we're not going to close the country. We're going to put out the fires, whether it's an ember or a flame. We're going to put it out, but we're not closing our country. He, he readily admitted that it's a distinct possibility that there could be a second wave. But he said we're well stocked on required ventilators and medical supplies and knowledge now of the contagion. And people quote, say that it's a very distinct possibility. It's standard and we're going to put out the fires. A permanent lockdown is not a strategy for a healthy state or a healthy country. Our country wasn't meant to be shut down. We did the right thing, but now it's time to open up. A never ending lockdown would invite a public health calamity. To protect the health of our people, we must have a functioning economy. President Trump concluded, quote, Americans who need and want to return to work should not be vilified. What a great, what a great um, philosophy at this point. We did everything. Everybody did everything that was asked of them. Your country, your government should never ask you to wreck yourself. And, and make you lose a business that you may have worked your entire life for shouldn't ever occur in this country. But right, I do have a quick opening comment, but we'll, we'll go to your calls first. We'll go to your calls first. You open up as soon as we come back. Don't go away. Uh, I want to share something with you that I learned yesterday that blew my mind because I hear this kind of thing all the time. Now I can speak to it. FM and
0: 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. Reminder, Senator.
2: More places are reopening before Memorial Day weekend. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. 21 states lifting some corona restrictions today.
1: One state that is reopening completely is Alaska.
2: All
3: businesses at 100%, all houses of worship, all everything. Fox's Todd Pyro. While 12 additional counties in Pennsylvania are moving closer to reopening, their governor with an ominous warning, Tom Wolfe, in a conference call saying, quote, I think that's what it's going to take to really get our economy back to normal, and I really think that can't happen fully, 100%, until we have a vaccine that is foolproof.
2: Now, President Trump disagrees with Democratic governors who are being that cautious. They're
4: uh, hurting themselves, they're hurting their state, and
5: it's
2: not good. He also says he wouldn't want things shut down even if there's a second wave of the virus. The president caused more mask controversy while in Michigan. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live.
6: Dave, Michigan's attorney general is threatening to take action against Ford after President Trump was seen not wearing a mask at one of its plants. The president said he did wear one while touring the facility, but removed it because he didn't want reporters to have the pleasure of seeing it.
5: I did. I had goggles goggles, and a mask right back there.
6: In late night tweets, the president blasted the attorney general, calling her a wacky do-nothing, who should not take her anger out on Ford, warning the company could leave the state. Dave?
2: Rachel, a new Fox poll gives Democrat Joe Biden an eight point lead over the president, 48 to 40 percent. The man who recorded video of Ahmad Arbery's killing in Georgia leading to the arrest of two white men is now also under arrest and charged with murder. William Bryan has insisted he was just a witness.
7: I've never been involved in anything like that before. Complete shock
2: a plane has crashed in pakistan near karachi witnesses say it tried to land a few times before going down we have no info on casualties or survivors there were reportedly 106 people on board america's listening to fox news
4: at fisher investments we do things differently and other money managers don't understand why because our way works great for us but it may not work for your clients
0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero.
3: At the shore, another high risk of rip currents posted for today, although the surf will calm heading into the holiday weekend. Skies becoming mostly cloudy across South Jersey today, with scattered showers arriving mainly from midday into this afternoon, high of 67 degrees. Spotty showers and pretty humid tonight with a low of 60, and we'll see pockets of rain throughout the day tomorrow, maybe even rumbles of thunder. A brief period of wind tomorrow night, high of 70, then drying out on Sunday with a high of 64, 72 and partly sunny for Memorial Day Monday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
0: From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Four minutes past the hour, about three hours ago, I had a conversation with a very insightful Listener of the program who has mentioned to me over the years that he appreciates the fact that when I talk about Memorial Day weekend, I don't I don't say happy Memorial Day weekend because the whole point of Memorial Day, it's to observe, it's to pay respect. It's not happy Memorial Day. It's in honor of it's in memory of. And it's in observance of. But it's not Happy Memorial Day. Important to note. Important distinction. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Can't, but can you believe? Come on, just, just say it. Say it. Say it out loud. You don't have to put your head out the window like network and say you're mad as hell and you're not going to take it anymore. But just say it. Say it once. I can't believe it's Memorial Day weekend. It doesn't feel like it's Memorial Day weekend. For the first time in forty two years, the Atlantic City casinos will not be open will be silent on Memorial Day weekend. Think about what this think about the loss. think about it. We talk about the velocity of money. Look at the money that would have been spent. Look at the money people are are losing that are out of work. I guess in some classifications, you're actually making more but you should get that out of your head because this is, this is a short term thing and that's going to end. And then we got to get back. Everybody's going to have to get back in shape and realize that we're not a country that just mails out checks. You got to get that. You got to shake that free because that's, I'm telling you, that's bad for your brand. This is going to, that, that money is going to be gone by July. And you've got the rest of your life after that. That's why this election is so important because Democrats are going to say we're going to keep giving you money. Hey, we want to give you, if you're a family of four, we want to give you something like six thousand dollars a month. But that that can't that can't continue. That doesn't make any sense. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How are you? I am well, thank you for asking. Good morning. I am a
8: long-time listener, first-time caller. First, if I may uh, preface by saying, what a beautiful, blessed family you have. I am... I'm honored to speak with you.
1: Oh, my goodness.
8: I, too, went to the veterinary school system, and I remember Mrs. Todd in Oxford Avenue School. I digress. <laughs> just to follow up with all And Jay you know
1: she was my teacher.
8: And she yeah. was
1: mine as well. And then probably, and now I'm starting to recognize your voice. I know who you are. You're a Ventnor girl. I think your name is Susan, but I'll just leave that to uh, the imagination. But uh, then you also had... You had Mrs. Todd for first grade, and that was probably over at then Oxford Avenue School, which is now Holmes. And then you had the great Roy Todd in eighth grade Uh, for seventh grade, for eighth grade. Yeah, me too. At VMS, in the middle. Yeah, and as you know, he was a huge Philadelphia Flyers fan.
8: And he used to tell stories. Remember his stories?
1: He was wonderful. Twilight Zone stories. Wonderful. Yep. Wonderful. It was when you think about it. That's that we were so lucky. Uh, we're contemporaries. I know exactly who you are. I, 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 I know your last name, too. I'm I'm positive now. So here's my story about that. Having Mrs. Todd in first grade and then Mr. Todd in eighth grade. What an amazing bookend to those very formative years of our life. And we were very fortunate to, to be alive when we were in the Ventnor City school system at that time.
8: Where have the years gone, Harry? I can't Where believe have it. Years...
1: I can't believe it. I don't know.
8: I know, darling.
1: That's why we have to... I talk about it all the time, Susan. We have to make it count. Uh, we can't mark time. It goes so fast. Look at it. I, I, I'm, I'm a grandfather.
8: I can't believe it. Okay. And you, ha- you deserve... You have worked your entire life so diligently. You deserve everything that you have. You are a fine man husband father grandfather community servant everything and we adore
1: you wow what an honor what an honor to listen to you and thank you for the kind remarks i don't think about it like that but i do think about certain things like in about six months i will have a teenager grandson Mm. that blows my mind
8: thinking about your your wonderful little grandson
1: who is now a young man who by the way is just a whisker shorter than margie at age 12 he he is going to be his father is tall his uncle is tall his grandfather grandfather is is tall i mean he's going to be a tall young man and he's already i mean he's incredible but what a blessing I, i just said to him yesterday i said uh noah i said what a privilege it was for me to be there on January 2nd. They were talking about what year was Noah born. I said, 2008, January 22nd. It was one of the greatest days of my life, holding him when he was just hours old, if that. And now I look at him and he's brilliant and he's talented, he's creative, he's loving. I I said to him yesterday, how are you doing in school? He said, granddad, I'm doing great. He said, I gotta get my math grade up a little bit and I'm actually doing better in math here learning at home than I was in school. He blew me away, and he's going to be on the straight-A honor roll. Of course. Well, the apple doesn't fall far (laughs) from the tree. Harry,
8: I know you're very busy, with all due respect, if I may. Yeah. I just wanted to follow up on your call that you had with, pardon me, please, Harriet, earlier this uh, week.
1: Yes, another classmate.
8: Okay, I know. That's why I'm calling. I've been trying to reach you, sir. With all due respect... I, too, am on disability, not to digress, not to claim anything. I have followed, because I, the rules that Secretary Steven Mnuchin had said, this is months ago, for the disabled, who do have direct deposit, mind you, sir.
1: All right. Are you, so are you going to tell me, Susan, you didn't get your stimulus check either?
8: Correct. And if I may just, yeah. if you'll indulge me one more yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you kindly. Yeah. The rules were, if you have not filed a tax return for 2018-19, respectively, yeah. you must go to irs.gov mm-hmm. forward slash coronavirus. Get to, get my payment. There's a little blue circle and put your routing number in so you get direct deposit, it doesn't work. Okay, I'm not the, the Susan, person. Susan,
1: I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to go biblical on you. Let your heart not be troubled. Brother Harry is here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do the same thing for you. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to do the same thing for you that I did for Harriet. This is a Jeff Andrew Lane that I'm going to put you in. He will open a case. You will have a staff member that will be working on your file, and they won't stop working on your file until you get your $1,200 stimulus check. Uh, Are you owed anything else beyond that at the federal level? Okay. So what I'm going to do is give you a chance to make a last comment. Then I'm going to put you on hold. The only thing I I need to – I'm going to just confirm that you are who I think you are. Your last name begins with the letter M as in Mary, correct? Correct. Okay. I, I, I know who I'm speaking with, but I'm going to reconfirm it over the air, and I'll just need your uh, best phone number. Probably cell phone number would be best. And then you'll hear from a member of Congressman Van Drew's staff, and then away you go. This is unfortunately, and it's sad, when you're doing something for hundreds of millions of Americans, you're unfortunately, it's like a glitch. You're you're in that unfortunate percentage it's a small percentage but when it's you it's a hundred percent uh percent uh failure uh that just get lost in the um the speed by which we know the federal government is big it's not nimble it's not remember uh years ago it took months the irs at one point said it's gonna take four or six months to get these checks out and they got them out in less than two weeks but in your case it's been several months already. So let me give you, Susan, a closing comment, and then I'm going to talk to you off the air, okay?
8: Thank you. Yep. I just wanted to extend my heartfelt prayers and love to all the sick and suffering patients, the first responders, the doctors, the nurses, all the people who are risking their own lives for th- for that to save our own And Harry, without you, and listening to you, and keeping us all up to date every day, we are blessed to have you, and my prayers for great good health for you and your loved ones.
1: I will tell you this as we close, because I know who you are, and this doesn't surprise me years later that I'm saying this again. You are kind, and uh, you hear it in your voice, and I'm going to work Really hard to make sure that this happens as quickly as possible, and, and I, I'm sorry that it's gone on for this long. So let me put you on hold, but don't hang up. Okay, stay right where you are. Okay, thank you and God bless you. You too, Susan. Uh, if this keeps up, I'm I'm going. I'm the mayor of the morning. That's a nickname. I got a, I got a million nicknames. Some you don't even know. Some I don't want to say. Uh, and I think classmate whisperer. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to become the classmate whisperer Uh, because i'll tell you what i take great pride in and maybe it's because of my position but maybe take a little step outside of that and just say it's maybe the way that we were raised i've kept in touch with a lot of classmates i think a lot of people lose touch i mean i don't i'm not in touch with every classmate forever thank you tom p tom p is 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 leaving me gold in the freezer i'll just leave it at that thank you tom Uh, this is just getting better and better Susan's nice comments and and, and remember the great words of Michael Bublé's grandfather when he taught when the grandfather taught the grandson that giving is the most selfish thing that you can do because nothing else will make you feel so great so it gives me, I tell this to Margie all the time it gives me great joy I've always been, whether it was when I was a hotel executive, I've always enjoyed, I didn't want people to have a bad experience, but when people would find their way into my office, I loved making lemonade out of lemons. And people that came in, I mean, spitting nails, never coming back here, and turning it around, and inviting them to come back, telling them this was the exception and not the rule, wait till you see, would you do me a favor, I would say, do me a favor, just give me another chance. Give me a second chance to show you that every keystone calamity issue that happened won't happen again. And then guess what? You know the rules in service. If you have a good experience, you might tell one or two people. If you have a bad experience, you will tell an average of at least 10 people. So if you're in the service business, if you're in the casino business, the hotel business, any restaurant business, any type of service industry, That is math that if you are failing more than you are succeeding. Because keep in mind, you need to succeed probably five times to make up for one failure. And that's just to tread water. That's not even to be great. That's just to get back to where you were. Oh man, I'm on the treadmill. I'm sweating. Sweat's pouring off me. And i got to have five great things take place to make up for that one mess up. But I used to love to do that. And then guess what? They would make it a point to write you a letter or come back by your office and say, you know, everything you said was true. This was amazing. Now, of course, full disclosure, whenever I would have a second opportunity, I babysat it like you can't believe. Room upgrade. So now they're in the Crystal Tower suite. Send them for dinner. uh, Send a nice fruit basket or something nice. To the room find out what they liked we had chocolate covered popcorn and all kinds of amazing things so when you get a second chance to make a good first impression you've got to make it count if you blow them out a second time you're toast but we didn't usually have that happen all right susan uh you're wor- i hope i'm worth the wait we'll be right there and then we'll be right back to your phone calls this is early in the morning and here's sean hannity
0: Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning
6: Minute. Thank God there were a few of us out there getting the crap kicked out of us every day, telling you the truth. And meanwhile, the mob, the 99%, lied like hell. It's, un- it's sickening, it's disgusting, it's repulsive. It defines them and who they are. General Flynn, they set him up, knowing he was innocent. Jury four person biased against Stone, they set him up. They set Manafort up. They set Papinopoulos up. They set up Donald Trump as who they were setting up and who they're setting up now. Now, there's not a price to pay. Then The rule of law is meaningless in this society. What did I always say? The biggest abuse of power corruption scandal in history. Well, we were right. I wish I was wrong. I wish it didn't happen.
0: Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today, right here.
6: Hey, Sean Hannity here. It's lawn mowing season, or as we like to say, it's Hustler season. And it's time for you to get your new zero-turn lawnmower from my friends at Hustler Turf. Professional landscapers, homeowners, they all buy Hustler because of their durability, their heavy-duty construction. And as a matter of fact, I challenge you to test drive a Hustler and then test drive something else. I guarantee you will feel the difference. And during the month of May, our friends at Hustler, well, they're giving away a free pressure washer or generator with the purchase of select mowers. Just go to HustlerTurf.com for more details. On top of that, my listeners get an added year of warranty coverage. Just go to HustlerTurf.com, click on the radio offer button in the top right-hand corner, type Hannity in the box for complete details. That's HustlerTurf.com. And with a nationwide footprint of over 1,400 dealers, you're never far away from quality service, parts, and accessories on your zero-turn lawnmower from our friends at Hustler Turf. So find the dealer near you at HustlerTurf.com. That's HustlerTurf.com.
0: For the latest coronavirus news, open the WPG Talk Radio app now. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: To my classmate, Susan, uh, I wrote the following already. Spent the whole break, got it done just in the nick of time to come back. I sent it to Congressman Van Drew himself and also to Congressman Van Drew's chief of staff, Allison. I wrote, this is another former classmate of mine, same exact issue as before on Social Security disability, and I wrote a whole narrative about that you called on air, how beautiful your um, your call was. I mean, it was just, just lovely, and Margie just said the same thing uh, about what a beautiful call you just made here on the program. So I made it clear you have not yet received your federal stimulus check, that the IRS has your account information, and... Can you please have a member of your staff help, Susan, and I gave your full name and your phone number. So you are already, because I know they are Hurley Risers, they already know before the business day even officially begins uh, that you need help. And you will get help. 609-407-1450. The last time I did this, they wrote me back, I mean, lickety-split. that they'll take care of it, and uh, hopefully Harriet has seen some some action. And I would imagine if if she wasn't in the pipeline and hadn't heard anything, she would have called back. So I know well, I know that, that, that Congressman Van Drew's team uh, reached out to her because they told me they did. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. And I, I, I mean this sincerely. Sometimes we're interviewing A-list people and this and that that's the most important thing that I can do and this is why I got my dream come true because for many many years people said oh Harry you should be doing national you're as good as they are you should be doing that and I said well thank you for the compliment I said but we're all where we're supposed to be this is where I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be in my community doing radio at the metro regional level if you will and then my dream came true because I used to say to you, there's oh, every once in a while where I say, oh, I wish I could have said that nationally. And then all of a sudden, the call came. And we've had the opportunity on a fairly regular basis today, uh, indicative of that, when we will host for Fox News Radio all across the United States of America on the Fox News Talk Network, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., filling in for Guy Benson and we have great guests that are coming on, so check it out. You can listen at foxnewsradio.com, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, Fox Nation, if you have a subscription, foxnation.com, you can listen as well. But a lot of ways, um, also the podcast will be available if you missed something today. You can go to guybensonshow.com and a free podcast, and you'll just pick the hour of the program you want to listen to or even past programs of, of guys. So I got my um, I got my wish. I got to stay where I belong, and get to do that. That's when you know you're blessed. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Morning, Harry. It's Tom. Yo, Tom, another Ventner boy. Yeah, <laughs> popular place.
4: Yeah.
7: Listen, I got, I've got two comments, and I, I got a question for you afterwards. Okay. What it, it brought this to mind when you were talking about the stress that this time has been putting on marriages it brought the mind uh i have two of my three children living with with me now during this COVID 19 thing and um at dinner i like to have a topic that we can all talk about and uh the one night i said what what positive aspect is as bad as this thing has been what positive thing has come out of this and when it came to my turn i said I've come to appreciate how much Mom does around this house for all of us, oh, and true. I said it's um, it's just amazing how much she does for us and how how little she does for herself.
1: Yeah, you got it. yeah. It's, yeah. Um, that's when we know how lucky we are. I've got the same, Tom, and we talk about it all the time, Margie and I. I, I just tease that uh, if I could be quarantined with any person in the world, it would be you. And that's a wonderful thing for someone to hear and she feels loved and she is loved and all the things you just said I can say in return and I'll tell you another thing we got out of this we've each had the opportunity because she would leave for work I would be here and so I don't see her when I'm doing this I know she listens when she can and then I go home to my home office to work but Margie would never see that she knows my weekend work that I do but she has now seen my phone that never stops, that I never stop, and I see that she never stops, it just gives you a finer appreciation for what all of us do.
7: Yeah, I knew my comment would be preaching to the choir. But cause I,
1: yeah, it meant a lot to me hearing you say that. And for everybody out there that has experienced that, it is one of those pluses in, in an otherwise horrible situation. But, yeah, the the opportunity to see what your spouse does that you normally don't get a chance to see
7: back to making lemonade out of lemons
1: there you go brother mm-hmm.
7: the other thing is uh, the other night i was listening to one special about the uh, heroes during this COVID 19 yep and they were focusing on nurses and yep. i thought of you ah. and i thought i wonder if harry when it, what what time he realized that did he ever think that the second hero in his family would be his daughter
1: well, you know, it's amazing. Uh, you were there when Lauren was in the hospital as a child. And we were still broadcasting from Atlantic City, I believe. She was very, very young. And because of my position, Lauren wound up with hundreds of balloons and, and stuffed animals and arrangements and things. And she gave almost all of her stuff to children that were on the cancer uh, floor wing. And you and Ted Bergman, Ted Bergman came as the Easter Bunny to my daughter's room. And it was at that time when Lauren said, Dad and Mom, I'm going to be a nurse. She knew, I think she was barely, like single digits or barely 10, I forget exactly, very, very young. She knew she was going to be a nurse. How many people out there... Honestly, at like age nine or something, ten, Margie would remember exactly, but it was a very young age, know exactly what they're going to be, and then go about doing it. Four years of college, Lauren had the extra year with the Stockton Nursing Program and all of that, didn't just get RN, got her BSN, and yes, uh, I'm a nurse dad, and Lauren has always called me her hero, and I call her my hero. That's nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yep, it's true. That's one of the things. Uh, I did an interview last week, and I was asked certain things, and I said we have a finer appreciation for our heroes, and we have them in focus now. Police, fire, EMS, nurses, doctors, so on and so forth, support and certified staff and all of it. Uh, and hopefully when this is over, we don't forget that and just fall back into some kind of normal routine where we forget that because they have they when we had no idea exactly how contagious this is and and many many healthcare people as you know Tom have gotten the coronavirus and some of them have died uh they're absolutely heroes
7: Yep The um on the, pretty much on the same subject isn't it correct that we owe a lot of money to China?
1: Yeah. But, but, uh, you, Tom, you probably heard me talk about this. I want to say we used to owe China a lot of money because we should eliminate... That debt should be considered paid in full, my friend.
7: Well, at least $3 trillion or whatever we're going to be spending on this virus.
1: Well, think about it. It's a lot more than that. I mean, we know what we're spending. That's just the cost of the bills. What about the loss of the productivity and... The revenue in uh, millions of Americans' lives destroyed. Uh, untold number of Americans who have taken their own lives. There's a California study out right now that says more people are either killing themselves or trying to kill themselves and failing uh, than uh, are dying from COVID-19. How about that? Yep. Nobody wants, to, want no, to-, nobody wants to talk about that, Tom. We're, we're killing people under the guise of trying to save them.
7: No, because of the, 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 um, the emphasis from the left is on the downside of this and keeping us all closed. Yep. Um, I, I I would just like to see some legislation go through or some, some formal position that our government takes against China to say that that's it. We're going to hold you... Not only morally, but financially responsible for all the impact that it's had on our country. A few have and done
1: it. A few have done it, Tom. It hasn't um, taken full center stage yet, but I think it will, and I think you'll hear President Trump come out with that. He is slowly but surely crossing the Rubicon with President Xi. He wanted to have a great relationship and wanted to open up these um, almost Nixonian, but even beyond Nixon. Uh, relations with china but they're a bad actor i mean they knew they had a deadly disease and they they infected the world and there has to be a price to pay for that what i would do i would introduce a bill and the bill would be that this was the cost of the chinese wuhan virus instead of putting a, a bill in like um kamala harris did to call you a racist if you call it what it is no there's Nobody ever came out and said, hey, don't call that the Spanish flu. Don't call that the Hong Kong flu. This woman is sick. They're they're training to try to be more radical than the next so they can be Joe Biden's zombie running mate uh, and saying stupid stuff and putting in stupid, stupid stuff like that. Here's the bill I want. I want whatever you want to call it. You can call it. But it would be an itemized bill that the American Treasury wrote three trillion in checks to the American people. And it's going to be more than that, Tom. There's going to be a fourth round. We're at 3.5 rounds right now. There's going to be a fourth round of stimulus. It's just a matter of when's it going to be. And then this is also what was lost. And we also have to assign somehow, they do it on insurance policies, we have to assign uh, some kind of penalty and punitive damages for the loss of life that we've had. People that have died from COVID-19 and other people who died at their own hands when their lives were destroyed. By COVID-19. And guess what? I predict that bill will be greater than what we owe China. So we would then have what they would owe us and every month we send the bill just like McAdam Electric and if it's not paid, it's 30 days past due. If it's not paid, it's 60 days past due. Not paid, it's 90 days past due. Uh, and so You you get it. You're, you're, you're a president. You're a great businessman. Uh, that's my doctrine. We get paid. Not only do we have the debt forgiven we get paid tom how do you like that
7: oh i agree with you har it it's it, 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 when i said three trillion i'm saying to date
1: yeah but you know it's the, but it's not but tom it's not three trillion to date because we can't even put a price tag on the people that killed themselves and all the people whose businesses are wrecked we're only saying three trillion that the government has done in stimulus Look at the millions and millions of dollars. I have a friend that's losing a million dollars a month. It's it's almost incalculable, Tom. It's so beyond $3 trillion. Exactly. Yeah.
7: Yeah, but that's, I, I, I agree with It, it is incalculable. And, and for something like that, that would have to be uh, adjudicated by some kind of an international court situation, as opposed to, we know physically right now, monetarily, how much we owe them, and when we can put a price tag on what we know as as of to date, yep. effectively make that part of where we are right now, and then say, okay, here's the deal now. The rest we'll, we'll decide in a future time, but for right now, this is this has got to be addressed, and then let's talk about future trade yeah. agreements.
1: I agree totally, Tom. And one last thing, and I'm so late for the break, i got to go quick, but I want to just squeeze this in. We also have to be mindful... America defaulting on debt uh, would be very bad for our credit rating, which we, re- we received the only downgrade in the history of America. Our credit is still amazing, but uh, we never had a BLEM in 230-some in years until we did when they didn't pass a budget. and we, we, uh, we got a slight downgrade, but we would have to also weigh and measure how that would destabilize the economy around the world. If we were to default on trillions of dollars, how would that be reflected? But I still say we wouldn't be defaulting. We would be reconciling a debt. So in any event, let's talk again, Tom. Uh, Have a great weekend. Thanks, Eric. Take care. Stay well. You too. Be well. Thank you. Nice to hear. Uh, More McAdams uh, under one roof is uh, is a positive thing. I, I promise you that can never be bad. Uh, Back to your calls. Our next two calls, as soon as we come back, you'll be next. You'll be right after that. You can jump in after them at 609-407-1450. The great Senator Michael Testa, yesterday starring on Fox News Channel on Dana Perino's uh, daily briefing program. Uh, And it was just very fortunate. Margie and I, we were watching something, but I had Fox News on the TV prior to watching something else. So we were able to go back in time. It was something like 20 minutes after Testa appeared, but I rewound it and got to see it and even took a um, couple of screen captures uh, and sent them to the senator so he can have them about, you know, his appearance. I took one of just him on the screen and then one him with Dana Perino split screen, and he did a great job. Somebody lied about him, and I told him, welcome to the club. I'm lied about every day of my life. I have trolls and tragulodites and scumbags that say I say things I never said. I mean, just, it's just awful what uh, some people are willing to do. Somebody actually posted that S- uh, Senator Testa trashed President Trump on Fox News Channel. I mean, you talk about total fake news. It was the exact opposite. He didn't he didn't trash President Trump one iota and see they do this kind of stuff because they know hey wait a minute now Testa's the the like the director chairman of Trump twenty twenty in New Jersey. He's trashing the president. Only no he didn't. Not even close.
6: Sean Hannity. Media is what the media is, what the media is, and that is they are abusively biased and they are corrupt. The Democratic Party is corrupt that never-ending non-stop psychotic hatred of a president just goes on and on and on and on and on and and they don't seem to care at all and nor will they ever care
0: sean hannity weekday afternoons at three on wpg talk radio 95.5 com Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station WPG Talk Radio 95.5
1: Thank you 43 minutes past the hour Welcome to Hurley in the morning you are on the air Good morning boss Top How are you Of the morning I'm good How are you
9: All right I'd like to uh, dovetail off of uh, uh Tom's call. Okay. The, the good the, the good things that are happening during this and there are some yeah. that are coming out. Yeah. You you know I run a b I'm the superintendent of a building on top of having my own construction company. But uh the other day we're sitting out front um and this this old station wagon, this woody rolls down the street. I says I got this kid in my building, Felipe, he's from Italy. Nice kid, twenty six year old kid. Real sharp, real good looking kid. He goes, who's that? It's this 94 year old guy named Alois. Okay, he's 94, he drives. Wow. He still drives. Wow. He drives a big old woody station wagon, okay? Now, I I go, I say, hey, Alois, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I had to go to the store. He's a Czechoslovakian Jew and he's been through a lot, Mm. mainly the Holocaust. Okay. So he goes, Ah, oh, you can stop to the house during this, during this, uh, a uh, pandemic and, and the quarantine, I would go down. Like I put, I changed his, uh, microwave out for him the other day. Okay. No big deal. I don't charge him nothing. Just put it in. But, uh, Phil, Felipe, this young kid, this is a two ended thing here, Harry. I, 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 I like Eloise. His And then I also, I admire Phil saying, oh, we got to go down and help him out we got to go down and help them out. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? All right, well, we went down there. This guy, Alois, started showing us pictures from Germany and all. He has pictures that, that just blow your mind, blow your mind, of the SS agents with the guns to their, his family's heads. You know what I mean? The Nazis. And we, And this is the kind of guy that you just sit there, and you don't say a thing. You just soak in the the information that he's giving you, and it's real. It's right in front of your face. He has the actual pictures.
1: But that, was, that is an education that you could not pay for. That is amazing first-hand account stuff.
9: Yep. But I told Felipe that, and I said, "Phil, this." I said, "Phil, this is like taking a history class for free. This is like taking a history class for free. You got to come down there with me."
1: Oh. Do me a favor. Change that with Phil, uh, a.k.a. Felipe. Change that. It's not like taking a history course for free. It's not taught anymore. There's an alternative history that's being taught. That is priceless, and it's unattainable anywhere else. It's not a course for free. It's a priceless course that you cannot get anywhere today. And that that is tragic that that's the case. I had to say that, Matt.
9: I know. I know it is tragic, but on the other hand, like I said, it was a double-edged sword here. On the other hand, I'm very impressed that a 26-year-old, somewhat millennial, would, would be so interested in helping the, you know an elderly person out
1: like that. And that just shows you that's a uh, testimony of his character, because, no offense, but there are a lot of early 20s, mid-20s that just would look at this person as just a decrepit old man that they wouldn't see any value at all. They wouldn't see any life lessons that could be taught. It's it's really where our country is failing because every other civilized country in the world, the oldest people in your society are the most revered. You go to them for their experience, their wisdom, they teach. Here in America, we write people off. It's, it's really, um, it's very, very sad, Matt.
9: I I agree a hundred percent. I was impressed both ways. I like going down there and soaking up his knowledge, but yeah. Phil Phil is is like all oh, he's he's two feet in the pool. He goes down there every day and cleans the guy's front yard out now every day. That's awesome.
1: I mean, look at this guy, 94 years old, still driving around and picking up his food. And I hope he's being careful, though, because no matter what kind of great shape he's in, and obviously to be able to still drive and do what he's doing at age 94 is awesome. Uh, But he's also in a high risk if uh, he happens to run into that COVID-19.
9: Yeah. Well, listen... I, I said to Phil, I said, "Listen, we should bring our masks. The guy's ninety-four, man. Yeah. We, we should bring our masks. We went into his house. He goes, "Take them off! Take them off! You don't need to wear them."
1: Well, you got to figure. Here's a guy. I mean, he can't even think about some virus that you can't see or that nobody really understands, and the government is and these CDC experts and so on have been so wrong about so much from the very beginning. He went through. He went through as you're talking about. He went through the Holocaust. I mean, they were, they were gassing people. They were putting people on, on surgical tables and lopping off limbs while they're wide awake, probably taking organs and different things. Uh, they, they tried to put some animal parts on people. I mean, they were doing uh, barbaric, unimaginable things. So for him, w- what? There's some virus? Take your mask off. That's not going to. They couldn't even. A guy like him, who's the real deal, wouldn't even be able to process. That something like that could get him,
9: but it could. Nah, he doesn't even care.
1: It got one hundred year old Annie Glenn. It can get you, Matt. I got to get the break in, and then to our next call. Your call today was uh, awesome. I loved hearing the younger person that has respect for a ninety-four year old that wants to. Hey, Matt, we got to go help him. We got to go. I love that, and we need more of that. And the parents out there need to be teaching their children uh, to respect their elders. I I think that's an awesome example that you shared, Matt. Until we talk again, have a great day. You know where to find me. I'll be on uh, WPHT, Dom Giordano at 11, and at FoxNewsRadio.com from 3 to 6. You know where to track me down if you need me. We'll be back. Your calls continue at 609-407-1450.
0: Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app.
3: Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station.
1: Tom Foley just proved his attention to detail. I've always talked about Tom, that he really takes the time. A listener wrote me during the break, and I actually just sent it to another friend. Uh, Jimmy, I think you got it by now. But a listener asked me, that they heard that the governor mentioned me during his statewide press conference. I didn't find out about that until dinnertime. A colleague at New Jersey 101.5, who's a really good guy, nobody told me all day. But then it turned out that people were, were saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw it, but I didn't see it. Um, so the press of Atlantic City, you got to think they had to love this. I don't know who the, um, the reporter was, but because they don't show them, you could hear the person it was a female. So that's a very long question. Governor Murphy's taking notes, taking notes. How do you think the press of Atlantic City felt when Governor Murphy and caller, I promise you, you're going to get right on. This is a but I want you to hear the clip because you'll hear, I believe, yesterday with our question about when can the casinos reopen, Governor? And then our polite but dogged follow ups. I did three follow ups. On the original question, and I know this is front of mind, there's no doubting it because you'll hear the answer, but how do you think the press felt when they're at the press conference, and I'm not, and they ask their question, and here's the answer that the governor gave to the press of Atlantic City? It had to just, come on, just be honest when you hear it.
5: Um, Listen, I was on with my friend Harry Hurley this morning, and... and we discussed casinos for a good chunk of the time that I was on the air with him, and it's of overwhelming importance, uh, not just in Atlantic City, but certainly in Atlantic City, but it is an overwhelmingly important employer and element of our economy. Um, so you asked me how much time do we spend thinking about it? We spend a lot of time on it. I don't think we, I've not seen the plan, but I know our team, uh, Matt, I assume that the, I'm not sure where it is, but we're reviewing not just And Any plan that the industry's put forward, but also our independent plans. I don't believe we've got a subcommittee focused on casinos um, among the councils, but that doesn't mean we're not thinking about it and wargaming this. I, I just would stop, and if Judy or Christina see this differently, they should weigh in here. Casinos are a tough nut. They've got a number of attributes which are concerning. I'm putting aside the economic impact and the employment impact, which is overwhelmingly positive, right? And by the way, as I mentioned to Harry this morning, uh, he said, you know, how how, how long-term can the damage be? I said, literally, we just, Atlantic City and the casino... Uh, in particular, casinos in particular have just barely gotten back on their feet over the past couple of years from a recession that was over 10 years ago. So the, the la- la- long-lasting element of this, and Rob knows this because a big, a huge slug of these folks are uh, overwhelmingly, in fact, b- basically all of them are out of work.
1: How do you think they felt? Come on. It's, sometimes you just get a delicious gift handed to you. Never thought that was going to happen. Didn't know it happened until dinnertime. And the press of Atlantic City asks a question, and they have to endure the governor saying, I was with Harry Hurley this morning and had an extended conversation and then brings me up again. <laughs> There's your answer. Now, I, I don't subscribe to the paper. I don't read the paper. But somehow I don't think they put that in their, in their coverage today. I'm just guessing that they didn't put the, the governor first words out of his mouth to so their question was, um, I was with my friend Harry Hurley today, or this morning. <laughs> oh my gosh, you can't pay for that. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning, you're on the air. Morning, Mayor. Just, hey, uh, hey. just to show you how the, the Chinese government plays the game,
9: before they were uh, communists, they owed us, uh, our citizens, 750 Mill billion or no million dollars in bonds, and uh those debts still exist, but since they became Chinese communist, they conveniently said, Oh well, we'll just cancel the debt but of course, in international flavor uh actually it's seven hundred and fifty billion okay. in international flavor uh they uh it doesn't exist. They still owe the money and they're backed by gold and they they've been in existence since 1913. So I guess you could figure the interest is uh, adding up a little bit, but they don't <laughs> want to pay
1: it. How do you like it's the idea? How stuff. do you like the idea of formalizing because you can't just do it um, like ad hoc. You'd have to formalize it that this is what your damages cost when you knew you had a disease and you took a whole position that you had it under control, CDC, in a scam, backed you that it couldn't transmit from human to human, and this is what you cost us. And a lot of it can can actually be precisely determined. There, there is obviously human resource is priceless, so that's that's very different. That's why I always hate those actuarials. If you lose an eye, it's worth this much money, or a, or a arm, or a leg. I, I hate that, uh, but we could definitely have. intangibles not you know included but but put a price on it how much they cost our businesses how much loss of life happened from the depression and the despair that they created by by creating ruination for so many people in america that they their their felt their last decision was to take their own life i i caused you to to Maybe take a moment, if you haven't yet, Dan, to look at the California study, which they they try to distance themselves from now because it's not convenient to to other political agendas about all this. But they said more people in California are dying at their own hands by either killing themselves or attempting to kill themselves, that they've never had this record level of this kind of um, humans taking their lives in their history. Uh, that's got to factor into this somewhere, too, Dan.
9: Absolutely, Harry. And um, next time you talk to the governor, we have Merck and we have Johnson & Johnson. It's high time they come back home and make the pharmaceuticals here. There's no excuse for it now.
1: Well, I think you're going to see it. Uh, and, in fact, uh J&J, they're working on some stuff right now. The president is committed to uh, us not having to purchase antibiotics. We shouldn't be relying on China for every antibiotic that we need and other, other um, medicines. We've, we've got to make that here, Dan. I agree with you completely. Uh, that is something we should address. And I'll tell you another thing. Cuomo, who's backwards on a lot of things, he did create some incentives. We need to make it again that that bridge, Trenton, what Trenton makes, the world takes. We've got to make that famous again and give people incentives to, to come to New Jersey And to do these kinds of things, Dan, totally agree. Senator Michael Testa is next. 95.5 FM
0: and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3 HD3 Millville.
2: Did the president drive Ford into trouble? I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Michigan's attorney general's threatening action. Dana Nessel, a Democrat, says the company violated a state order not requiring President Trump to wear a face mask while visiting a Ford plant making ventilators. I think I look better in the mask. Now, he says he did wear one, just not for the cameras. Then he tweeted to the attorney general, she should not take her anger and stupidity out on Ford. They might get upset and leave the state. The president also takes issue with Democratic governors who fear reopening everything before a corona vaccine. I think they're being forced to open, frankly. The people want to get out. You'll break the country if you don't. And even if there's a second wave of the virus? Whether it's an ember or a flame, we're going to put it out. But uh, we're not closing our country. 21 states are lifting more restrictions today ahead of the long weekend. A new Fox national poll has the president trailing Democrat Joe Biden by eight points. More trust the president on the economy, but a majority trust Biden on health care and coronavirus response. Biden told the CBS Late Show he would consider Republicans for his administration. And there are a lot of Republicans and
0: a lot of Republican docs and scientists as well that know what has to be done.
2: A third white man now under arrest in Georgia and the shooting death of Aubrey, Arbery who was black. Fox's Evan Brown is on the case live.
3: Yeah, Dave, this time it's the man who recorded the chase and shooting of Ahmad Arbery inside a Brunswick, Georgia, subdivision on video and who is now facing a felony murder charge. His name is William Bryan, Jr. He goes by Roddy, and his attorney, Kevin Goff, says...
7: If there was a lynch mob or posse in Satilla Shores on February 23, 2020... Mr. Bryan was
3: unaware of it. Uh, it was Brian's video that allegedly shows father and son duo Gregory and Travis McMichael pursuing and killing Arbery, Dave.
2: having A plane crashed in Pakistan in Karachi near the airport today. It was the state-run Pakistan airline. 107 people were killed, several homes destroyed on the ground. America's listening to Fox News.
4: At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why
0: BG Talk Radio 95.5 weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero.
3: At the shore, another high risk of rip currents posted for today, although the surf will calm heading into the holiday weekend. Skies becoming mostly cloudy across South Jersey today with scattered showers arriving, mainly from midday into this afternoon, high of 67 degrees. Spotty showers and pretty humid tonight with a low of 60, and we'll see pockets of rain throughout the day tomorrow, maybe even rumbles of thunder. A brief period of wind tomorrow night, high of 70, then drying out on Sunday with a high of 64, 72, and partly sunny for Memorial Day Monday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
0: From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ah, uh,
1: yes. Memorial Day weekend, Hurley in the Morning style. I know it feels different than any... Memorial Day weekend in your lifetime, uh, things are not bustling, the casinos are closed, Cape May will not have the kind of weekend that Cape May should have, and so much has changed, but for now, this this uh, this is not going to be the way that we're going to live in the future, and we just have to um, understand that we'll get through this, and we will, because we're Americans, we always come out of things, and we will again. Our guest is Senator Michael Testa. He was starring on Fox News Channel nationally and internationally yesterday on Day- Dana Perino's great show, The Daily Briefing, and the Senator joins us now. Senator Testa, good morning.
10: Good morning, my friend. How are you, Harry?
1: I am well, my friend, and you did very, very great job, and I told our audience an hour or two ago that c- couldn't possibly have an appreciation for doing television in the age of coronavirus when you're staring at your computer screen and you really have nobody to play off of and the audience is taking it like you're doing normal tv i thought you did a great job with your segment
10: well, well thank you so much and it is difficult i mean i couldn't even see dana perino from the for the skype session that where, where i was i just have to you know look at my computer camera and yeah. hopefully you know it's all going as planned
1: it did. The audio was good. Video was good. I, I, I would predict, and I won't, I won't predict, because I saw enough of visually. Uh, you were in your law office, either in what's called the library, because I saw the books. And uh, it looked great. You looked great. And you, you delivered a very important message. Let's, let's begin there. It's Memorial Day weekend, and we're all destination resorts with an earshot. Of this program, if you're listening on terrestrial radio, if you're listening digitally, you could be anywhere in the world. But we're destination resorts, and we're basically closed. Some things are open, some things are are modified and available, like pickup and stuff like that. But we've got to get. That's what I was trying to accomplish yesterday, with question after question, follow up after follow up. Uh, we have to get the state open because it is destroying people's lives.
10: Absolutely, Harry. Look, I've, you know, between unemployment, where I've received quite literally over 1,000 direct calls from constituents that my staff has been trying to help them through the process, people are absolutely desperate at this time, Harry. You know, most people in America, unfortunately, uh, live paycheck to paycheck. And for individuals who are on unemployment, who are waiting four, five, six, seven weeks for their unemployment checks, which, by the way, they've paid into that. This is money that they deserve. They can't survive without getting that unemployment check that they deserve. One of the things I'd like to just briefly touch upon is the Department of Labor here in the state of New Jersey is using this outdated COBOL-based system, which, by the way, is over 50 years old. I said 40 at first. I was wrong. It was it's actually over 50 years old i believe it debuted in 1959 is the exact year we're using this ancient program to handle over a million applicants
1: i just recorded senator a uh townsquare media covid-19 update for all 6 of our great radio stations and I cover the numbers, we're at 1.1 million. It's only fresh in my mind because I just recorded it at 5 o'clock this morning. 1.1 million New Jerseyans. That's out of 9 million. 1.1 million, and of course, if you look at half is probably retired, you're talking about more than a quarter of our workforce uh, is unemployed right now, and it's probably even more than that. But 1.1 million have filed for unemployment benefits, 42,000 just in the past week back to you
10: and think of how frightening that number is so 1.1 million ready to work new jerseyans are filing for unemployment and the commissioner for the department of labor is sort of patting himself on the back saying that over you know 70% of those individuals have already received their check within 3 weeks but as i said before most new jerseyans live paycheck to paycheck that's not exactly a, g- a great number that only seventy percent have achieved one check yeah. or received one check in three weeks, but he, at at best he's giving himself a seventy percentile grade, which mm. you know I went to school, that's a D,
0: yeah,
10: I mean, think about that, like he's giving himself a D, and then Governor Murphy's patting him on the back, applauding him for the work that he's doing, and saying, "You know what, if you don't like how unemployment's working, move to another state. I mean, how out of touch. Can you possibly be,
1: Senator? Here's another staggering number to date, and it's in my update that people can hear starting at about 10:20 uh, today, and then it, it'll play all day through the five o'clock hour on all six Town Square Media Atlantic City radio stations. We have we have paid out the New Jersey Department of Labor. We have paid out a staggering 3.4 billion dollars in unemployment benefits. It's it's the worst kind of productivity because it's people that obviously worked and worked a number the number of quarters requisite with being eligible to receive benefits but they would all be working so this is this is it's a tragedy it's a human tragedy senator
10: absolutely and and this flows directly into what i want to talk about which really addresses your question cape may county submitted a wonderful plan the board of chosen freeholders worked with michael donahue on a plan that was adopted by Atlantic County and given a stamp of approval by Senate President Sweeney. Senate President Sweeney has been in a number of venues saying this is the plan, this is the plan that should be followed and this plan has languished on Governor Murphy's desk and with his, you know, internal cabinet for weeks and weeks at this point in time. It doesn't make any sense. We are a seasonal economy in Legislative District 1 and in our neighboring district, Legislative District 2, Senator Brown's district with Atlantic City. We have the number one and two highest tourism-generating counties in Atlantic County and Cape May County. We've submitted the plan, a sensible plan, safe ramping up to reopening, and it's languishing, and now we're going to be missing Memorial Day weekend.
1: What do you say? What do you say? Because this is clearly, and I'm not going to try to put words in your mouth. You you speak too well for yourself. But I've maintained from the beginning, and, and people have gotten mad at me, that Governor Murphy is a good man. I find him to be, and the better I get to know him, the more I stick to my guns. I always said he was a good man. We just have a difference. In philosophy of governance what's the most effective way because what I've been talking to people about is I know you're you're the same way and of course it would open you to criticism too. you're, you're about dialogue you're not just about carping oh my god till this gym oh my god nobody's working I mean we have to come up and what I was trying to do with my time that I had was do you know when we're gonna open no okay are you willing to say that it's weeks and not months just giving, I want to give people hope. Uh, I want. To, I knew every casino president uh, was listening and all kinds of other people directly affected by this, where people just want to know. The uncertainty, I mean, is killing people. And in some cases, they don't know if they're even going to have a job to come back, because if you get told you can open, but you can open at 50%, well, then guess what? If you're not an early hire, you're probably not going to be one of the, f- uh, the first wave that comes back. In in your estimation, Senator Testa, what's the most effective way when we have what I believe is truly. See, some states, I do believe they're keeping it closed because they want to hurt President Trump and it is completely political. I don't believe that in New Jersey. Uh, you may or you may not. You'll speak for yourself in just a moment because New Jersey is very blue. Uh, I, I never saw a scenario where President Trump could win, even if it's Joe Biden who can't conjugate a verb. And complete a sentence, uh, he'll win New Jersey. It's just the way it is. George H.W. Bush is the last Republican to win New Jersey. And that was the first time he ran in 88. And it was a different time then. It, it wasn't as it is now, which is which is sad. So I don't think it's for killing Trump. Orange man is bad killing Trump. I don't believe that. I think we have a classic polar opposite philosophy of governance, just polar opposite views on we opening now and being careful versus waiting for a vaccine or close to that because we can't wait. Governor Wolf has been unambiguous. He doesn't want to open the state, the Commonwealth there, until they have a vaccine. Now, give me a break, Senator Testa. Who knows when we're going to have a vaccine? Just because people say the clinical trials are going well Clinical trials typically fail, and it typically takes years to get a vaccine. That can't be. That, or, or we may as well just fold the cards because we'll, we won't have casinos. We won't have restaurants. We won't have amusement operators. We won't have anything, Senator. So to go back to my question, what's the most effective way when we have a disagreement with a person that has a lot of power – to make the call, to try to prevail. How do we best do that?
10: Well, I, I think the best way to do it is to actually show them that they're no longer following the science, because I know Governor Murphy's mantra has been, we have to follow the science. Well, here, here we have the facts and the science on our side now. You know, I, I was on your show a couple weeks ago, Harry, and I said there's only two jobs in the United States of America where you can be so drastically wrong still be considered an expert and keep your job, and that's your local weatherman and Dr. Fauci. You know, thank God Dr. Fauci was so wrong early on. His prognostication was two million American lives were going to be
1: lost. Well, don't forget, his initial prognostication was, and it's it's recorded and I've played it, that we don't have anything in America to worry about at all with the coronavirus. That's how spectacularly wrong he is.
10: Correct. And, and, you know, their science is apparently very fluid, but they're still sticking to the original number. I mean, look, right now, we know that the prognostication from Dr. Fauci and other so-called experts is roughly 90,000. And I'm not here to say that there's any acceptable level of collateral damage. I don't want to be misinterpreted. However, here's what I do know as facts: In Legislative District 1, we were less than one percent of all covid 19 positive cases in the state of new jersey so 99 percent plus of our population did not have the coronavirus do not have the coronavirus
1: true senator but what about if you just open back up all the people we draw from throughout the entire delaware valley from around the country even around the world that isn't the math different once you open
10: I think the math would be different, but we also have to be able to open in a safe and efficient manner. Yeah. And that's what the the plan that was submitted by Cape May County yep. really made all of the sense in the world and showed that they were ready to ramp up. Uh, we're
1: not- Let me get the break in. We're going to come right back. You, we have all hour. Uh, it's 16, almost 17 minutes past the hour. I'm going to read a question that is just going to tee it up for the senator to continue exactly where he is right now um and this really um when when folks hear this when we come back you will understand i think you do already how incredibly serious this is that we we get to the point of no return where businesses will founder we we will lose and they'll be permanently gone there comes a point in time where it's it's too late and that's why We're fighting so hard and trying to do it at at as friendly and a professional level, because I think open dialogue is essential here. Because I I don't think it's any accident that my interview with Governor Murphy was showcased, highlighted at his daily press briefing at the statewide press conference. So we're really going to continue to work hard to keep our districts one and two, our area Let's be parochial for once, front of mind as much as we can. This is, this is more serious than I think some even can imagine. These checks that are coming are not forever. They're not sustainable. What do we have for $3 trillion that people just got told you can't work, and here's 600 bucks a week, and plus your unemployment. See you later. It's, uh, it's devastating. Much more. With Senator Testa and to the listener that wrote me, you'll see we prioritize you on this program mightily. Uh, The senator will, I I know, will be most pleased to address your comment when we come back.
0: Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM.